Controllers Podcasts. I'm Bats, and I am joined, as always, by the course-correcting Case. Case, how you doing today? Oh, do I go to colleges and help people get corrected on their courses? No, but that would be very nice of you. I guess. So what, what, what am I correcting the course of? Well, let's say um, you're on a pirate ship and it's steering off course. You run up there and you grab the big wheel and just turn that pirate ship back towards the booty. So I'm good at grabbing big wheels? And turning it towards booty. Awesome. Arr. I just made a booty gesture and punched, punched a lamp. <laughs> Note to self, don't let bats over. He will break my lamps. Oh, man, I'm a one-man wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You only have one ball. I too. Yeah. Don't make me don't make me just put them on your forehead and prove it to you. Please, I'd teabag you any day because you'd be on the ground crying a little schoolgirl and I'd kick your ass. I don't think so. Yeah, right. I can already see your body laying prone for teabagging. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Pick All the right. game and the place and I will I'll teabag stop, you. Stop stop fantasizing uh-huh. about me on the ground and you teabagging me. Let's just I'm I'm gonna stop this conversation right here, right now. Stop fantasizing about it. Yeah, right. Don't appreciate it. I don't like it. Stop. Right. it will, it's not going to happen. Well, why don't you uh, change the subject and tell me what you've been playing this week, man? Man, I uh, I tried to play some uh, some of the games that came out, and man, during the summer, crap comes out, and I mean that in two ways: crap like nothing, and crap like crap. One of the first games I wanted to try out was No More uh, Heroes Paradise came out for the PS3. Now, Did you get the adult out. version that comes with the camera looking up um, skirts? I I have no idea. I, I I didn't get that far, I guess. I didn't see it. I had oh, no upgrade. It's, it's an addition thing that you can um, take control of the camera and the female characters are just like standing there and you can like pan around their bodies. and It's like not even part of the game. Um, apparently not. That, that, I don't know. Did you get yeah, the game used or did you get it? Rented it. Rented it. That, yeah, so you won't have it. It's, it's only if you buy the newer version. Oh, okay. So anyways, I, I played it on the Wii before because mm-hmm. I heard it was a really great game and I never used my Wii because Wii's are for babies, but I heard it was a really good game. Played it on there, whatever. So then I was like, oh, you know, I bet they made some improvements, stuff like that. They pretty much didn't do shit. It was like the same game. So I like played through like... The first few uh, boss battles. I was never a fan. And I got sick fan. sick of doing like the jobs and stuff and, and driving them, his crazy motorcycle around. It, and I was just like. In all honesty, if it wasn't for the motorcycle, I would have probably liked the game a lot better. But the motorcycle annoyed the hell out of me trying to get around. Driving it. is terrible. Just yeah. have, pick a, have a screen where you just select where to go. I don't. Yeah, I, I hate there was, that. There's no reason to drive either. It wasn't like Grand Theft Auto where you could do stuff while you're driving. No, all you could do is get stuck on the environment. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was annoying. Yeah, and, and the bike would crash. It wasn't like you got hurt. You couldn't die. It was just stupid. It was yeah. just, I don't know. It was just like they're trying to, to, to pad the game. So um, I played a little bit of that, but I was pretty much just like whatever. You know, I wasn't, I, I don't know. Again, I'm jaded, so I wasn't that impressed. Yes. Um, And the other game that I thought I'd play, though you and I saw it at PAX, and I think when, when I walked by, I said, did they really need to make another one of these? And you said, yes, they did. And that was Call of Horrors. Oh, yeah. And I was like, why? Because I don't think I said they had to do make another one because I never played the originals. No, you just said because. You didn't tell me that there was a good reason. You just Apparently. The first one was not good. Um, and I played the first one. Uh, it was not good. And this one is Call of Horrors, the cartel. Um, this, this game, wow, um, this is a bad game. Isn't there uh, a lot of nudity in it or something? I did not see any nudity, I'm sorry. Was that maybe, I didn't play, maybe I didn't play it long enough. This game is bad. It has bad shooting, it has bad driving, and has bad graphics. It's just plain bad. Literally, they tried to put every mechanic into it and didn't perfect any of them. It's just, it's just terrible. Is it so, as bad as Duke Nukem? No, Duke Nukem has better shooting and better better driving. Uh, uh, the graphics, better, better graphics. Because like when the people talk in this game, 
the voice and the mouths don't even remotely line Duke Nukem had better lip syncing than Call of Horus. Hmm. That's pretty I'm surprising. saying if you put me down in a room and said, Do you want to play Duke Nukem or Call of Horus, the cartel? I would say, Give me Duke Nukem. That's that's the ringing endorsement. <laughs> pretty much what I'm saying is do not play this game. Do not play this game. Awesome. It's it's bad. It's like so they were I, like, I hey, the old, yeah, the old game was in the old west, and so what we're gonna do is just take that and put it in the future or something. And I was like, whatever. This is dumb. Uh, <laughs> it was just so so dumb. Uh, it let, let me put this another way. It's so bad that I'm not even gonna play it just for the trophies. I'm just not. I'm I'm done. Nice. That's um, bats throwing a controller's seal of disapproval. Yeah. No, that's a. <sighs> you loved it. Okay, I got you. So I should run it. Dogs leave stuff on the side of the street better than that game. So so you come into this week with bad taste in your mouth to play possibly a great game tonight at midnight. I'm not playing at midnight. Oh, that's right, because you're not a PC gamer, so you have to wait till well, also, it shows up in the mail tomorrow at like after work. No, it'll show up at work in the mail. Oh, okay. All right. See, here's the thing: is even if I had the ability or wanted to play PC version of these games and get them at midnight or go to a midnight release of a game. I don't, I, it's not going to happen. Like, fuck that. Like I got other shit to do. Like, there you go. Um, that midnight you're sleeping. Just tell, yeah. tell the truth. You're an old man and you can't stay up past 10. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Well, you know, it's true. I'll think of you when I'm killing things at, at 1210. Hey, I, you know what? Again, please what, don't think of me without ever. Without bagging the dead bodies on the ground, I'll think of you. Please, please don't think of me ever. Don't think of me when you're killing people or teabagging them or washing your hands. Just never. I prefer not to be anywhere. Anywhere? All right. Not in your brain. <laughs> Excellent. So um, those are the two really fantastic games that I played this week. And hopefully next week, like you said, we'll, we're starting to get into the the new release season will get us something better to talk about. What about you? Would you uh, play anything this week? Of course. And unlike you, I have the ability to find good games, even when there's no good games out there, according to you. You know, I don't know what your problem is. I didn't say there was no good games. I was just trying out some games. No, you myself. said I couldn't find any games, so I tried these games out and they sucked because there's no good games coming out. Now, I'm just going to tell you, two good games came out last week and you could have played one of them. And that so the first one I played, which I'm going to destroy the name, and I mentioned to you before, but I cut it out of the podcast before because I was totally horrible at describing the game. Is El Shaddai, the session of the Metatron, which full release came out on Tuesday last week. It's based upon the Book of Enoch, which is a story. Well, basically, Enoch talks about some fallen angels that came to Earth, and the fallen angels basically taught man like all the technology we have all the different wait you, you cut this out of last podcast a lot one of the other podcasts because this is gold sure. i mean i'm just yeah oh, mr oh, describing your games was so beautiful anyhow so the, the whole story is you're playing enoch and you're trying to find all the fallen angels and put them back into uh, prison they call it binding so are, they, are the angels hot chicks? No. Well, no. Some of them are guys and some gonna, of them are girls. Not gonna really, play it. really, angels are, uh, you know, are neither male or female. So it's kind of hard to say if they're hot chicks or not. But all the ones I've actually got, I've, I've only got through half the game. I've only been able to, I've only defeated two of the angels so far. And they were both guys. There's one girl, but the girl looks old. But the, and then you also it's really weird though because the game is very it's, I'll say it's artistic I guess it's a third per, it's a third person action platformer uh, so like most of the time you're kind of running in a 3D plane and doing some platform jumping and then every you can actually see like I call them arenas like part of the board will like be a bigger circle and when you get there you usually have to do fight a group of you know two or three of the angels guardians we'll say and it's you have three different weapons you can use. One's like a speedy sword type weapon. One is more like a brute force, like I'm a powerhouse weapon. And another one's like a long distance shooting weapon. 
but you can only hold one weapon at a time. So sometimes you'll be in a fight and you'll you get your weapons by taking them off the opponents. So you might be like, oh, I need the big shield power thing to, you know, to whip these guys. So you go make sure you take that away, you know. And then I'll, I need to go get the sword thing for a faster attack. So you go and fight that guy so you can steal his weapon. Um, it gets a little, I actually find that I just use the sword one most of the time. The only time I use the big, I never use the long distance shooting things. I think it's a worthless piece of crap. Um, I never use the power things. I only use randomly whenever I'm fighting like angels and stuff. But it, the game is kind of like crazy. <laughs> and I don't know how to explain it very well. Because, like I said, you do like 3D platforming. Then all of a sudden, like the game like turns into a t- 2D platform. And it's all like artistic. Like the one time you're jumping up and, and behind on the wall is a stained glass painting of all the archangels. And it's like this really artistic looking platformer. And then it goes back to 3D. And you're in the future. And at one point, I'm in the future and I'm writing on a motorcycle and like out of nowhere. And then I'm like back underwater. And it's like, it's like crazy how it jumps around and like each level represents a different angels likes. So like the one that's in the future was the guy that taught them all us how to be, to make technology. You know, one angel is about the water and taught us how to do stuff with water. Uh, and then the other weird part is, so when the angels came down, fell from heaven, they fallen angels. If they reproduced with a human, they would, the offspring would be called, we're like nymphiliums, nymphilium, uh, which if you take any kind of Japanese cute toy, <laughs> that's basically what these look like in the game. So you'll like be fighting like these monsters and then there's like a little cute Japanese toy thing walking by, like in the middle of like this combat. And it's like totally out of place. Like you're like, what the hell? Why is that weird toy thing walking by me? And then like there's boards where this like goes into a 2D platformer and there's just a thousand of these like Japanese toy looking things jumping around that like kind of blocking your view as you're doing platforming. It's, it's kind of weird. Uh, but it's really fun. I, I like it so far. I, I think that the combat's a little simple, I guess. Like, it's kind of... You, you mean, you have, like, three or four different moves, but you kind of get into this rhythm of always doing a certain set of moves till they're dead. You know, it doesn't... And it's, I mean, you get the difficulty because there's just so many guys you got to take on once, but it's not like that other game, the Thief game. I can't think of the name right now. Oh, for the yeah. The key to everything in life, whether it's killing enemies or... Making a railroad is just getting into a rhythm until the job's done. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to say it's not like um, Assassin's Creed where you have, like, you time your blocks and do, like, these, like, moves or, like, Batman where, like, you kind of get that flow of jumping between different characters. It's kind of like pound X to beat the crap out of the dude, <laughs> you know, or do, like, a block then pound X to beat the crap out of the dude. There's, there's no, like, you know, it's kind of like the old school just pound X type fighting. I mean, the, the, every boss you get to has a special like way of defeating them, but the the normal creatures during the game. But no, I would recommend it though for anyone out there that likes like kind of fighting games that are that have platforming in them, I guess. Um, and it's on the PS3 and the 360. So I would tell you to rent it because you have no games to play. But tonight, tomorrow, you're getting do sex, so you should uh, not. I'm, I'm probably gonna pass on that one. Anyways, it doesn't sound like my style. Yeah, well, it got a really wide range of like views across the webs. Like a lot of people were giving it, like A's and nines and tens, and then the other half of people were giving it like B's and fives and fours. So mm-hmm. it does. It has to like target your likes, you know, or else you won't uh, get too much into it. So what was the uh, what was the other game you were playing? Well, the other game I was playing, uh, which you wouldn't be able to play, well, you could play because it's not graphic intense, but you're not a PC person. Was uh, Frozen Synapsis. Which is, and this is actually kind of interesting. When I started playing this game, I thought about that question we had uh, like a few episodes ago about a turn-based game um, like uh, like um, MCOM was. XCOM. XCOM, yes. Phew, sorry. And I was like, oh, Frozen Synopsis is actually a good example of this. So basically, Frozen Synopsis is uh, a turn-based strategy game, we'll say. Where you basically you're playing the guy you're playing the tactics brains. So the story in the campaign story it's like a dystopia cyberpunk city and you're you're like a digital mercenary you know helping this faction to, to overthrow the corporate government. Okay, so that's my normal everyday life. What's yes, different. So what happens is every mission 
you have is like a top-down perspective, but rendered in 3D. And you have your soldiers, and your soldiers usually are like a guy with a shotgun, a guy that has a rifle. So the shotgun's close range, but more damage and quicker fire. The rifle guy's longer range, but like a little bit slower. There's snipers that are really long range, but really slow, like sh- shooting time. And uh, you have grenade throwers, and you have rocket launchers that can blow walls up. And so basically what will happen is each mission, you usually have either, oh, we need to eradicate all the opponents in this room, or we need to eradicate the specific guy in this room, you know, basically protected by like these 10 guys. Or there's one, there's might be like, oh, we need to get to this server room. Um, you have to, so you have to get the guy, that the one guy to the server room. And then there's one that's like, oh, this is our turncoat. We need to help them escape. And so you have to protect, protect that, that character as they try to escape from all the bad guys on the board. But the way it works is you basically, the start of the mission, you plan out the waypoints for all your soldiers. So you got to basically say, okay, you're going to move over to here behind the, at this wall. You're going to duck and you're going to aim up this, this aisle away. And then like another guy, you're like, all right, you're going to flank by going over here. And you're going to, so you basically set all the waypoints for all your characters. Exactly. What are they going to look at? You can set up pauses. So like he'll walk to a wall and wait one second, then walk, you know, around the corner just in case you think the guy that's around the corner might not turn, might turn around at that you know, a certain time. So you can plan out your whole mission and then you say, okay, I'm done. And then if you're playing the single player, the computer figures out its, its moves and then it replays like the moves in real time. Like you can't change it once they're running. You just watch it. And like you watch your guys die, their guys. And so everyone moves at once, you know, and you see everyone die. Then, then it stops. Then you have another chance to like plan your next move. And, and what usually happens in the single base one is like you have 15 turns to accomplish the mission. And it's, it's really a lot more difficult than it sounds. Cause I'll set up all these waypoints like, Oh, it's going to be a great plan. And then they'll move like the completely opposite of what I'm thinking they were going to do and like eradicate me. And it's like, God damn it. I'm like, ah, oh, you ruined my plans. You know, so you have to restart all the time. It's, it's, and, and then the nice part I like too, is the multiplayer online. Since it's turn-based, you can actually set up like six games at once and like set up all your moves, and then you say, "All right, uh, my moves are set." And that person can spend as much can spend five days if they want, you know, playing out their moves. And then you'll get a notice saying, "Hey, the other guy finished his moves. Do you want to see the results?" And you say, "Yes." You know, and then you see the results, and then you just plan your next moves. So it's kind of like a nice little turn-based game where you like you don't have to be constantly sitting at a computer to play it. So you're like you know, set up some like six games, and you can walk away and you know come back like three hours later and do the next moves. Um, it's, it's, it was cheap and it's a little fun game. Um, the nice part was it was for 20 some bucks, you get two copies, one for you, one for a friend, which I didn't send to you bats. I sent it to my you other sent, friend. I thought you sent it to your dad. I did not. I sent it to my other friend who's a big strategy dude. So it, no, I think it's really cool. And, and it's, it's very, um, Tron esque in its style of graphics, you know, a lot of, is this, is this other friend listening to the podcast? Mm hmm. Okay, good. Because if he's not, I was going to say, he better be. No, he does. I'll I'll beat his ass. He doesn't like, he doesn't do it on iTunes, that's all. (laughs) That's fine. He can listen to the MP3, bitches. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, I I mean, it's a fun game. I mean, don't get me wrong, you're not going to spend hours and hours and hours and hours on the game. But I think it was worth the money. So, by the way, the, the developer is Mode 7 Games, if you care. It's two guys. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've heard of them. <laughs> it's two guys, so I think this is the first game. I didn't uh, didn't the new Nintendo come out with that? It was a new color scheme? New color scheme? Mode seven? Yeah, like yeah, it was that like mode seven. Oh yeah, I think I do remember something like that. No, it wasn't called mode seven. It wasn't though. There was some other color scheme, you're right, but I don't remember what it was. They actually do have another game, but the other game was really bad. Awesome. Really bad games. Yes. It won the 2007 Innovation Game of the Year, though. Awesome. Old games. <laughs> but anyhow, so those are the only games I really played, and now I'm just getting excited for tonight. For some Deuce X. So is this where you start singing Waiting for Tonight? I don't share? know the words to that song. I mean, neither do I. Oh, well, I didn't even, Okay. Maybe you're going to sing, sing it while we'll, you talk about some stories that happened this last week. No, because I don't know the words. Oh, okay. Yes. 
What song are you talking about? No idea. Who is a share person? Hmm. Someone who likes to, to share things. <laughs> That's really funny, Sona, Sonny. Anyhow. Wow. Yeah, I know he too hit soon. his head too, in a tree. Too, too soon. He's just like a Kennedy. Too, in a, never. Never? Ne- never the Kennedys. Why? They like to die in weird and strange ways. Don't fuck. All right, man. <laughs> All the right. Kennedys are my boys. Yeah, they're wicked retarded. No, they're not. You shut your goddamn mouth. News, buddy. News. Do you have any news? I do have some news. But it's not that great of news. Well, for me, the one the one big thing that happened last week is really important to me. Someone like you who doesn't understand the word sports, it doesn't matter to you. But it was announced last week that PS3 and DirecTV, well, I guess DirecTV partnered with Sony to um, now deliver the NFL ticket through the PS3 console. Now, at first, that doesn't sound too exciting because you have to have DirecTV to actually get it. But it turns out that if you have DirecTV, you can pay an extra $50 and you can then stream all uh, NFL games, on, you know, all the games through the season. That's if you have DirecTV and the NFL ticket already, you can pay an extra $50 to have it on the PS3, which makes no sense to me why if you already have it, why would you put it on the PS3 when you could just use your dish? The other option is if you don't have DirecTV, you can pay $339.95 to get all the NFL games. So it's like uh, pretty expensive in my opinion to do it. And I'm a big – I'm a huge Steelers fan, but I don't live in Pittsburgh anymore. So I don't get to see all the games at home. But I'm not really willing to pay almost the price of a PS3. Actually, it's more expensive than a PS3 to be able to see all the games at home when I could just go to a bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, PS3 is always trying to add functionality. Except news just came out right from Sony. They said cross game chat not gonna happen. Now there's been since it came out, everyone's been saying, "Oh, that's the reason I don't like the PS3 because the Xbox 360's got cross game chat." Blah 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 blah. People actually blah. say that. Yeah, but the the point mm. is that when I'm if I'm playing a goddamn game, I don't need someone to talk talking in my goddamn ear. If I want that, you know what I have for that? It's called a cell phone. Well, I so, use it whenever I'm watching like a um, like to set up games. I might be in a game and someone chats with me to go and play a different game. Yeah, I guess so, but whatever. Um, so no cross, no cross game chat because apparently it needs some memory to do that, and they allocate all free memory to game developers. So if they were to allocate memory to the cross-game chat, it would take that away from the developers, which they've already let them take it. So it's essentially um, they had $10, and they gave it to the developers, and now the cross-game chat needs one. They don't have it. So it's not going to happen. So look for it maybe on the PS4. Um, But really, who gives a shit? If it's a memory issue, why don't they just let you optionally buy a memory card for, for your PS3, which you can do, no and then allocate it for a cross? Sh- because I'm just saying again, if, if there are people that really, really want it, do that. That way they can have it. You're chopping up your user base. No one gives a shit. Spend your money someplace else. You know what? Use, use Skype. You know what? Hell, log on to your Xbox. Turn on this cross-game chat. Flip the video to back to your PlayStation and play the game, goddamn last PlayStation game. You can talk to all your friends you want. Let's move on. We all love Bioware, right? Sure. We can agree on that. I don't know if I agree on it anymore, but okay. I used to love Bioware. Okay. Well, they made they've made some games recently. Um, Dragon Age, Dragon Age Two, and uh, for anyone who played Dragon Age Two, pretty much every dungeon was the same map except for they cemented up some walls and it was kind of stupid it was pretty bad i didn't even finish it it was bad um so they have started talking about dragon age 3 and you're like oh great another one but they're saying and they were talking to i think pc magazine or pc news or somebody like that they're saying they they've heard the outcries the the gnashing of teeth from the people and they are going to make dragon age 3 much better. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm pre-ordering right now just because of that great 
Sell you this said. Yeah. Make it much better. Much better. Like if I, you ate a crap sandwich and I was like, oh, it's a crap sandwich. And I was like, the next one will be much better. Yes. It will would you eat be- the next sandwich? I might. <laughs> probably would. <laughs> so I will probably be getting that game. Well, I will admit that uh, there is – they have a good – the first one was good. The second one was crappy. So I could I give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe they'll make the third one good. I won't – it won't be a pre-order until I start seeing it or maybe playing a demo you know, or something like that. Yeah, but even then it was like when I played Dragon Age, Dragon Age 2 stuff really didn't – I really didn't know about that until you got like halfway through the game. You're like, this is all the same shit. Well, I know. I mean, it was very sexy looking. But I'm just saying, it, I think it might not be a pre-order game because of how bad the second one was. How about that? Maybe, yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, two didn't really grow off of three. It kind of happened at the time. As I mean, two didn't really grow off of one. It happened sort of at the same time. So three might be actually the true successor to one. So I really feel like two was just rushed out the door as a money grab, frankly. That's probably true. So let's 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 hope they take some time, but not Duke Nukem time, and put out a decent <laughs> game. Speaking of Duke Nukem time, this has nothing to do with it. But if you don't like pre-ordering games and you like buying used games, there's a new store in town. Well, it's not in town yet. It's going to be in town this fall. It's called Poster Gamer. Postal Gamer. You know, because it sounds like you want to go postal on gamers or something. It's a really poor name choice, I think. Uh, but the concept between behind Postal Gamer is that you basically send them your used games, they give you money, and you buy new games with that new with that money. Well, not new games, you buy other people's used games. So it's basically GameStop online. But their big selling points is one: they're going to give more for your used games than GameStop and sell games cheaper than GameStop. And two, from the publisher standpoint, they're going to give 2% of their sales to the publisher of the game. Well, I say 2%, but that's a made-up number, apparently, in my brain because it's it's, a, it's really a percentage of sales. It's not 2%. But that was... I said 2% for some reason. I don't know why. So there's another game in town, basically. So if you really are a used game person, you shop at GameStop a lot, and I hate you for that... Maybe you should look into postalgamer.com. Maybe, but I always buy my games used. You always do or you don't? I would, I usually always buy them new. Well, me too. But not everyone out there does. I'm, awesome. I just, I don't know. But I also don't sell my games back or anything like that. No, I, no. me and you both are the same with that. But there are people out there that do sell their games back as GameStop will prove that to be true. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So, I thought it was interesting, that's all. Yeah, I I just, I'm wondering if it's going to be one of these things that comes out but doesn't really catch on, just kind of dies. Uh, I think it might catch on like um, Guzex does. Like it's there, not a lot of people use it, but it's enough that they can stay in business type thing. I think they'll be there, but they just won't be a, a powerhouse. Speaking of powerhouses... Yes. Steam. Would you would you call Steam powerhouse? Uh for PC d- digital games, yes. Yeah, I mean, they're huge. And uh we all know what's been going on with them and the Half-Lives, right? They like oh, wait. not Half-Lives. <laughs> you oh. mean, yeah, I think you're talking about EA, right? No. No, like not 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 putting out episode 3. Oh well, I knew that. That's not that's not Steam's fault. That's Valve's fault. Yeah. Well, you know what other game Valve makes? Portal. Portal Two. That's right. So that game, that game came out, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you know, we're going to totally support this game with DLC and stuff." And I was like, "Oh god, here we go again." And so they said, "DLC, you know, single player, multiplayer coming this summer." And I'm like, "It's almost the end of August." So they just came out with. Hey, in in Valve tradition, we're totally not going to be maybe this summer. We're looking at mid-September to roll that out. I'm like, okay, well, at least that's a little firmer. Well, uh, would you rather them 
roll out something poorly made like a Dragon Age 2 or put effort in to make it good? Um, I'd rather have them put the time in to make it good. All right. And they did have some Portal DLC come out this week. They did, What? If you own the game Bastion, they had Portal DLC for Bastion. Oh, yeah, yeah, they had the turrets. Yes. See? They were spending so much time with the indie game person to get the turrets in his game that they couldn't get some DLC for the real game done. <laughs> That's my statement. Spending too, spending too much time on those those turret mods for Bastion. <laughs> but anyhow, well, is there something else in the Steam Valve world that, that happened this week too? Yeah, so uh, Steam, to the rejoicing of the masses, has said that uh, Skyrim will be available. Steam. And Sky, who, who makes Skyrim? Your friends. Who? Who's my friends? Bioware. Who owns Bioware? Obsidian. Who owns Obsidian? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're not underneath the EA umbrella, so it's not unsurprising not it's not it's not surprising that they'll be on steam is what i'm trying to get to so it's not made by ea and ea is always is the company that's in that's having issues with steam and steam's rules so it's not surprising that a non-ea company would be on steam correct true true but i think some people were just concerned that with ea's uh push you know to pull battlefield 3 that maybe that would start a kind of domino effect with people saying like, oh, well, you know, if they don't have to do it, then then uh, we don't have to do it. Well, the reason EA doesn't want to do it is because EA wants to do their own digital media. I don't think BioWare is out there making their own client. So True. It's, a, it's a different well, you, you a different age. Hey, you, you never know. If, if, they, if you told me I could build my own client and get a whole bunch of cash, I'd do it. And yeah, but Skyrim, man, it's it's a definite possibility. Some people might want to be willing to download that client. I know, like, you definitely don't want to do it with the uh, Battlefield Three, but I'm just saying, no, I'm well, there's no. people out there who are going to do it. I'm just saying, it's Bioware is not going to go make all the deals to get publishers on there to put the games on their client. But EA is so big, it already has a crap load of games to put on their client. So it's. Understandable why EA would want to make their own client because they have the library to support it. Bioware doesn't, and they're not—they're not the type of company to go out there and try to make those deals like like Valve did with Steam. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yay! It's on Steam, even though I'm, yay, I'm we could have made that short story shorter. <laughs> Do you have any Steam? Uh, Steam stuff on Steam, good. Yay! Not right. bad. <laughs> Wonderful Steam, yay for the win. I I. I that, I have nothing else from this week. This week was very slow story-wise. How about you? No, I, I think that about covers it. All right, so is it time to, for me to take a break and wash my mouth out with some Listerine? Absolutely. Nice. Enjoy the music, guys. some Pac-Man fever last time. That was pretty good. I like that. I'm not sure everybody else did, but <laughs> I certainly did. I was like, yes, this is kind of a foreshadowing to what we'll be discussed later. And then I totally wanted to play Defender. Defender. I By the way, I listened to that going, this is the worst song ever written. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> I was like, really? You're going to go with this rhyme? It's it's catchy. It's I wanted, catchy. I'm like, I didn't want to use it as a break music because I was like, this is so bad. <laughs> it's it's so bad it's good. Yes, so bad it's good. That's uh, right. It's like the power glove. Hey, I love my power glove. It sits in my kitchen. I bet. You, I bet you, no, I bet you. I bet you've been using it. Oh yeah, baby. The power is in our hands. It's it's got some tight grip. All right. Enough of your kung fu grip talk. So, um, everybody knows that. You like the PC, and then you also like the 360. 
Um, but you, you, we uh, like both of us. We own all, all the all the stuff. But I am a particular. Always, we always have one console we may lean to. So as consoles, the PC you lean towards the 360. I lean towards the PS3. But this week I decided I got a bone to pick with the PS3. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start some shit with them. Mm-hmm. You don't like the Spider-Man logo? What? No. Fuck that. I don't give a shit about the Spider-Man logo. You don't like the bad controllers? Mm, No. Um, Their controllers are... I like them better than... Look, let's not get into this conversation. (laughs) Oh, well, well, I was trying to help you get the... What you didn't like about the PS3 out open. No. So, maybe... I think two nights ago, I was... I wanted to uh, buy some digital content. And I wanted to buy specific video content on my PlayStation 3. You have that ability. And I went on to do that. And I went through the purchase phase. And I got to the end and said, sorry, you can't buy this because your video content is currently tied to another system. Now, I had a launch PS3, which... um, the Blu-ray drive went out on it. It still works, but it was flaky at best or whatever. So I just went out and bought a new Slim, you know, probably six, eight months ago. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, I've never even bought any video content on the PS3. So I don't know what you're talking about. I'm trying to buy new stuff. You don't want my goddamn money. And so it was like, oh, you have to deactivate it. I was like, well, fuck. So I went and had to dig out my old system, plug it in. And then I went to try to deactivate it, but you have to be online to be able to do that. So I needed to update the old system, which hadn't been updated in like eight months. And it kept crashing and stuff. And finally, after like an hour, I got it up. And then I was able to go in and I said, deactivate game, deactivate video content. And then I went back to the other system and said, no, nope, uh, I'm sorry, still linked to another system. So then I went onto the other system and said, fine, activate on this system. And said, okay. And then I said, deactivate. And then I went back to my other system and I had to activate. It was just total bullshit. In other words, I'm just jumping back and forth just to give them some, which really started to piss me off. Because the thing is, if I want to give you money, make it easy for me to give you your money. I mean, it's it's like anything in my life, if you uh, have, like, just like a bar or restaurant and you're going to make me wait, it's the same thing. Like, I hate that shit. Like, I just want to give you my goddamn money. Like, let me. Don't make it complicated. It's it's bullshit. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons, like, maybe Steam is so popular. People are like, hey, I like a game. I want to give you my money. Boom. You can give them the money. Yeah. So I mean, I was just I was a little pissed off about it. It was just like, what the fuck? I spent all this time wrestling around to try to give Sony my money, and That's I'm like, crazy. Microsoft has no problem with me giving money to them. Yeah, I think. I mean, I understand they probably did it because they don't want people just like going around and activating systems and 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 switching moving content around. But like any DRM shit, don't make it so it fucks me. Make it fucks people who are trying to assist, fuck up the system because it's just bullshit. Yeah, see, the, the, that same thing technically could happen on a 360. Like, my problem is, is that, uh, so I have two 360s now. I've, I've actually had like seven 360s over lifespan. <laughs> I never had any problems, but I know if I set my other 360 up in another room, now when I like, and I rent a movie on, like in my living room, I want to continue watching it in my family room, in my bedroom with, on the other 360, it won't let me. Even though I bought it with my account, you know, with my, my gamer account, even if I'm logged in with the same account on both machines, it, it ties it to the machine you bought it on versus your account. So you can't like, on a 360. Watch it. yeah. Well, so, see, that's the one thing the PlayStation does do well is they have, you can download something five times on five different machines. So yeah. actually some people do what they call game sharing, where they actually share accounts and people, one person buys one thing and the person buys another thing. And then they both download. So they both, they, they each only bought one, but they each have it, a copy of it. Um, so if I had two PS threes, like I could download it on another one. So when I, when I got my new one, I didn't have a problem downloading all my old content again. It didn't bought, it didn't say like, Oh, well this is tied to another system. It said, sure, whatever you want. Yeah. You never 
done this more than one time, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So if I wanted to, I could still play on the old system if, if I wasn't afraid of it catching fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I actually might start using PS3's Netflix because 360's Netflix has been acting very bad. So I don't know. Does it work well? <laughs> the Slim? The PS3's uh, Netflix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it works really good. I guess um, a lot of people prefer it on there. Okay. Just curious because the problem, my 360, I don't know why my 360 is doing this, but randomly it will disconnect me from the three, from my account. Only if I'm using Netflix. If I'm playing games, it has no problem. It's when I'm in Netflix, it will disconnect me from my account randomly and then basically jump out of the, it like close Netflix because Netflix says you need to be signed in. And then it doesn't remember where it left off. So I might watch like 50% of the show, but then I'll have to fast forward through 50% to get back where I was. And it's really getting annoying because it does it like five times per show. <laughs> so I have no idea what's happening. And, and instead of calling up three six, you know, Microsoft to find out, I might just use my PS3. <laughs> Wait, you don't want to call the Microsoft helpline? Like, no. Hello. Welcome Hello. to the Microsoft helpline. Say your name. No. Just tell me what you want. <laughs> so. That's what she said. <laughs> All right, man. Well, so that, 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 that apparently that angered you enough this week. Yeah, I mean, it kind of was kind of annoying. <laughs> well, I started uh, remembering some good times with Coach Couch Co-op this last week, and specifically around a specific game of Couch for Couch Co-op. And I don't know if you played this game. I don't know if you have heard of this game, but it was one of my favorite games of all time on the Sega Genesis, and it's called Toe Jam and Earl. Man, I love that freaking game. This is a freaking awesome game. And for all those people out there that don't know what Toe Jam and Earl is. And by the way, just so everyone knows, I bought this game because my dad's name is in it. I didn't buy it for him, but his name was in it. So I bought the game because I thought it was funny that his name was in the title. Yes, my dad's name is Toe Jam. Very odd. But anyhow, <laughs> so Toe Jam was basically a dungeon crawler, right? when you get down to it but it's very uh, it was like a surreal comic satire about I don't know earth a commentary on earth life with hip hop and urban culture so the basic plot of the game was Tojam and Earl are aliens who crash on planet earth which in the game does not look really like planet earth and uh, they need to find unless, unless it got blown up. <laughs> yeah, because basically, yeah. So they crash the planet Earth, and the whole get- point of the game is for Toe Jam and Earl to find their uh, all the parts of their spaceship so they can rebuild it and fly away. And the way that the game works is there's levels, and you find so each level is kind of like a floating piece of land. So that's what when Bat said they got blown up. It's kind of like Bastion, where it's like a, a 3D, or I guess a 2D, but like a 3D plane of land. And each time, on each land, you walk around uncovering like it's fog, you know, war, fog, war of fog, fog of war. So you you walk around fog of war. Sure, let's go with Fog of War. Or fog. That's a new game coming out from Activision too. Fog it's where of you war. can't see the map and you move around the map to, to open parts of the map. All right? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So you're so basically, you, and the cool part is, is that it's a two-player game. One person gets to play Toe Jam. Oh, by the way, Toe Jam and Earl are alien, the aliens. Toe Jam is a three-legged red alien and like the skinny like yeah, guy. three-legged baby. And uh, and Earl is a fat orange alien, which is a really fat guy. And they basically talk hip hop. They high-five each other and like they're like it's so like make, it's basically like watching Will Smith in uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air while you're playing the game. Awesome, in other words. Yeah. But people, what they claim is their speech is California slang by the way if anyone wants to know and their undertones is all about jazz funk and hip hop but anyhow so you're, you're like walking around like so the first board you get to is like really small and you find an ele- you get an elevator and you go to level 2 and you basically need to walk all around level 2 trying to find to see if you have um, the airplane part is one of your spaceship parts is on that floor so you, you got to find the spaceship part or you need to find an elevator so you can go to level 3 and then so or you might skip it you might accidentally if you can get to the elevator and go yeah. to the next level without miss, and miss your part that's true and then you can also fall off the edge of the world and fall down to the level below you 
And the nice part about this game, the, the Toe Jam and Earl, is that when you're playing two-player, Toe Jam and Earl can go to different parts of the game. So Toe Jam could be on board, like, level five, while Earl is down on level three. And, like, so you never... So it basically, it was... I, personally, I don't remember many games in the Sega Genesis that did split-screen like that. I, I don't know if maybe I just didn't play them or what, but it was really neat that you could basically... When you were together, it was one big screen, and you, like, walked around with each other. But as soon as you both went off the edges, it sliced in the split screen. And, with, you know, so you could just explore on your own. And of course, part of exploring, you run into different enemies. It's, like, and all the enemies are, like, different types crazy. of... Crazy. They're all yeah. crazy. Yeah, for example, like, there's a pack of aggressive nerds, a giant hamster, a boogeyman... Uh, I like the the, the 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 German chickens. Oh yeah, well yeah, the police yeah the police like German Gestapo chickens. Uh, like the ice cream truck was one of them, and then one of the, one of the really most annoying enemies to, to build up this to tell it though is that so one of the power ups you would get in the game like you would find presents, and inside that present would be different power ups like rocket skates so you get really fast, or you know tomatoes so you can throw tomatoes at the enemies. And you can, and you get money too in these presents. And you can use the money to buy stuff at mailboxes. But sometimes the mailboxes were actually enemies, man-eating mailboxes. So you'd walk up to it to buy it, and all of a sudden it turns into a monster and starts attacking you. It was always so like disconcerting whenever you saw a mailbox because you're like, I don't know if this is gonna attack me or not. Um, so it was really cool. Um, and the fun part was is that it had a lot of replay value because each board, each time you play the game, it randomized the boards. So level two was never the same. So there was never like, oh, I know where all the parts are because you could go all the way up to like level 80 trying to look for parts and not find any because it's randomized when you find them. And the funny part is too, when you find them, like the first time you see one, it's like on a pedestal with big arrows pointing at it. Like it's really obvious that that's the part. It's like not hidden or anything. It's like, hey, it's right here. Look. And so it's fun. And it's a great co-op game. And if for those out there who might want to play it, and I'll spoil this for you. I'll tell you a little secret, which I best probably knows this. But on oh, level one, yeah, if you swim all the way to the bottom left corner, you can fall off edge and go to level zero. Which has a hot tub with uh, Hulu girls in it. Oh, Hulu girls are in it. Well, they're not really an enemy. They kind of dance, and when you get near them, you dance with them. <laughs> they don't like actually kill you. But uh, you can get in the hot tub with the with the um, Hulu girls, and I think if you're in the hot tub, it regenerates all your life. And then if you go if you go buy ice cream or something at the um, like a, there's like an ice cream stand, you get an f- extra life or something like that. I know it's like you get something from from when you're actually there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you get extra life. Yeah. So it was actually I forget how I even found that. I'm like, why is there water in this board? And where does it go? Why is there no edge? I think I just would swim around once. Um, but yeah, it was a really awesome coach co-op. Coach couch co-op, not coach co-op. But I highly recommend it. In fact, I'm actually thinking about getting my three my Genesis out and driving up to Bats' place and playing so. Dude, I'll crush that game. Yeah. And the nice part about it, it's like a co-op game where you actually really work well. Like, you, you don't even have to work well. It's just fun to have. Like, it's that game you get a beer, you know? You don't have to really focus that hard. You just kind of have fun and, like, cracking jokes and, and stuff like that. Earl's pants always fall down. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. I, I just like the, like, you, you get a presence and just crazy stuff happens. Like, you get the rocket skates and you're like, ah, you're trying to stand. Yeah, rocket skates are the worst. Yeah, you're like, oh, crap, look at the edge. Like, whenever you get them, it's like, crap. It was like, yeah. wasn't there bouncy spring shoes, I think, too? Yeah, the bouncy spring shoes. There's like a, um, I know, you, well, different, there was like a tomato gun that shows you shoot, like, so you can shoot tomatoes faster or something like that. Um, uh, what else was there? Dang it, I can't remember. There's so much. There was actually some funny swimmy ones. thing. Oh yeah, like you got, like a little um, inner tube around your waist. Yeah, inner tube thing. Uh, see, well, sometimes you open a box, you get bees. That's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Would you be like bees and like start like running around? Bing, and like, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> Apparently, in some, I think some of the gifts were. So I think you could identify some gifts by the the wrapping, what they were going to be inside. But there was some that were actually random ones. So like you, some of them you knew, and some of them when you opened them were just random chance, right? 
I think that's right. Yeah, no, um, I know. I know there were some that you could, you could. Uh, there was some type of uh, randomizer. Sometimes it randomized the presence between the two people. There was also like um, one that would identify what what they were. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. Yeah, something like that. I think like somehow you could identify which ones they were, but there were some that were like this random presence. You had no idea. But like the comedy in the game, like it was, it was one of those games where, like sometimes tra- games try to be funny and it just like over the top and it just comes off poor. This game was like over the top and it, like it did it right, you know. It was like Police Academy One, not Police Academy Seven. I, if anyone out there that's listening has, has played Toad and Earl and has some like cool stories to tell about their experiences with it, why don't you uh, shoot us an email at podcast at thronecontrollers.com. Yeah, and um, that that. Uh... One of the things I did was uh, one of the few um, reasons I uh, use my Wii is that uh, it's available for download on on that as well, and I did, did download Toad Jam on there. What the original one it's, is? Yeah, on the on their the virtual console. So uh, got that out, busted out, two player co op. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. I did not know they had that uh, on uh, the original on it. The, the, the sad part about Toad Jam Earl, the original was phenomenal. The sequels, they t- told, they made it a 2D scroller, sto- 2D scroller, like platformer games, and then they made a 3D version that were like so bad. It's like it was like it was proof that that it would that this game this was not that sequels sometimes suck. Dragon Age Two. Really, sequels sometimes suck. Holy <laughs> shit! But like you should make sequel. I understand making sequels for Battlefield, right? It makes sense. But when you're making a comp, making sequels of a comedy, like over the top comedy game, it's not gonna work. You know, it's just not gonna work. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I hear that. Sometimes you just need to you build one crazy game, go on to another crazy game. Yes, exactly. Speaking of yeah. crazy, uh, crazy. Do we get any questions from uh, our listeners out there? Man, we got we got questions. How many questions do you want? Let's just go with two again. I like the I like the only doing two, and then we have a large set to pick from. Pharaoh, which ones would be the best to? Now you got me looking through them because I picked out like, like I literally picked out like six. I picked out four hundred of them. <laughs> okay, um, I, I got a few quick blasts. I want to just blast. They're not really questions, per notes. One person said, uh, "Last show, Animal Game equals." Echo the Dolphin. Oh yeah, I forgot about Echo the Dolphin. Yeah, but but I just wanted to point out here, bats and uh, bats and case were not incorrect because the question was, name a good game. Echo the Dolphin, the first one wasn't you that shut. bad. Anyways, you could yeah, you could be a dolphin in that game. So that was thanks for that note. Um, yes. Also, somebody wanted to know if. Um, I fall asleep when Case is talking. Most likely. And I'd have to say yes, but Case is fantastic at editing. He cuts out the snoring and everything. So the real question is, do they ask that because you don't interrupt me like I interrupt you? Um, That's probably because my mind goes kind of blank when you're talking. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, did you say something? Yes. Don't worry, I'm gonna stop paying attention to these questions as I watch, as I play uh, Synapsis. No, you listen to this goddamn. <laughs> you answer every question. All right. Well, um, what's the next one? <laughs> what is the question? You haven't said the question yet. You just read uh, how yeah, crazy people are. I don't know. Hold on a second. How okay, wrong they are about your sleeping and Echo the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin was a decent game. Okay, one person wants to know: Do you think that? Any of these companies will ever launch a video game company. And when I say video game company, they mean where they are become uh, essentially produce their own, like a first first party titles and uh, come out with their own hardware, like own console, like competitor to the PS3, Xbox 3, like a box. No. And the companies are, <laughs> the companies are Google, Facebook, or Apple. Do you think any Apple, of those will come? Apple came out with a gaming system. It failed horribly. Which one was that? Pip. I don't know Pip. It was a it was a it was a, a full blown Apple uh, um, gaming system. It was. It, I'm trying to remember. 
Oh, for the love of God. Uh, uh, well, yeah. So anyhow, they came out with a full-blown game system. I, th- I can't remember the year it was. Uh, Pippin. I'm sorry. It was called Pippin. P-I-P-P-I-N. Made by Apple in 1997, actually. For $600, you could be the proud owner of the mm-hmm. Apple gaming system. All right. Well, I honestly, I don't think any of those companies – I don't think they want to get into it. If anything, I think maybe if anybody was going to go and just totally just throw it totally out, it would be Google because they just do crazy stuff sometimes. But I don't see for them, there's already too many players and they like to throw it into places where it's it's not competitive as much or whatnot. If anything, they would want to just buy somebody, you know, whatnot. I just, well, Google did receive it. Google did recently um, send out feelers to get a lot of gaming in- engineers, yeah. which I mean, kind of I lit the that... internet on fire going, oh, my God, what are they going to do with the gaming industry? But to me, I think those three companies, if they're going to be doing anything, it's going to be mobile, software. tablet stuff. Like yeah, make, or it's just, yeah, just software. Yeah, they're not going to come out with a full-blown like console for your like at your TV. Unless – I think, I think consoles are maybe – be a fading thing. Uh, well, I th- yeah, not this generation, maybe not next generation, but I think eventually it'll be more like a more client based, more like a a thick uh, client like uh, on live. Yeah, but but of course, by then the technology would be perfected. Well, the problem, the problem. Well, first off, I would say the problem with on like on live type thing is right now your bandwidth is is degraded based on how much you use it, and if you're like if you're Gaming that much, the amount of bandwidth that you'll be using is going to be so insane that it's going to cost you a lot of money to have the bandwidth to do it, or you're going to be like stuck and only be able to game a certain amount. So the short answer is no. We don't think anybody would do that. If anything, they might produce some games. I would see them making a, a portable gaming stuff, like make an Android. Google might make an Android specifically designed for gaming and maybe phones, kind of like the Sony's. Uh, that one Sony the phone, yeah, and I don't see, uh, but I don't see Apple really. The only other thing that could happen for them is that both Apple and Google have their like the little TV uh, things that you can like watch, you know, online TV. Maybe they'll add uh, simple gaming to those, like you have in hotel rooms. Kind of like that. Like, well, like right now, there's like Apple TV. Maybe they'll add in all the games that run on an iPad. You can now run them on your Apple TV also. Yeah. You know, but they mm-hmm. won't. It won't be a full blown designed console only system. All right, we're, we're gonna. Um, I think that's good. We're gonna rapid rapid fire through some of these really quick. All right. Would uh, Would you play a game that displayed via holograms? Not talking like 3D TV, but ghostly Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, Star Wars styles in the middle of the room images. I did. You did? Uh Uh-huh. When? (laughs) Well, first off, I I used to... I wanted this to be quick fire. I was going to say no because I don't want to do the connect and I don't want to do the thing. I don't want to do that. It would have to be literally Matrix shit. Well, first off, fuck it. I used to work when I was in college. I worked in a in a 3D cave, which was Matrix shit. Second off, there was a game called Time Traveler that used holograms in in the arcade. Like no, was, yeah, I remember that, but they weren't like full size people. But it was like it was like Leia from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, like the little images. Yeah, I remember that. Everybody remembers that from the arcade. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking large, middle of the room, full size uh, people. Well, you just changed the question. I'm just saying. He said holograms. Fine. That game was a hologram. Fine. <laughs> That's okay. all I'm saying. That game was that game was awesome. Um, I and, I, and, and if, if you ever go to a, a cave, uh, well, a cave as in capital C, capital A, capital B, capital E. It's a specifically designed room that has projection screens on all the walls and has like four billion computers. And you wear these glasses and everything appears like right in front of you and around you. And you have a magic wand and stuff. It was really awesome working there, by the way. But it was all, it was all research at the time. So that it's never like going to take off. But anyhow, I would say yes. And uh, I have a question that I wasn't sure we have an answer to. So I'm just going to ask Shoot. it. Can you play Windows 7 games 
on a Windows 7 phone, like when can you play Windows like Windows? Ugh, can you play Windows Phone Seven games without an Xbox Live account? I no. I don't think you can. You need a live account. I, I well, I, let me rephrase that. I think you need a Microsoft Live account. Yeah, you don't need to, you don't need to go buy like the gold account for the 360. You just need to have an account with Microsoft to play the games. Right, and I think pretty much if you have a Windows Phone, I think it, it makes you get sign up for an account. Yeah, well, I think when you sign up, because you still get you're still going to get the achievements. So you basically get the account, but it's not like you have to pay for the paid account. To, right. Well, the paid account is just you know the online. Yeah. So. I would say yes. You need to have an account in next one. Or, oh, next one. Oh, the next one was, what's the best screen to play on? Um, and uh, for for what games? Wait for TV. What's the best? Yeah, what's screen? the best screen to play on? Like LCD, plasma, projector. LCD is good if you can get uh, if you get one that has a refresh rate of 120 hertz or higher. Or higher. Uh, but most of them that you buy in stores are usually 60 hertz. So those suck for any really high, like, moving objects. You'll get blur. Uh, you, yeah, if you, yeah. But um, And then projector, they don't really recommend you play games on a projector because of uh, the burn-in. Yeah, projectors can burn in. And the, re- the only reason I like projectors, too, is the light bulbs are very expensive to replace. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I personally, if you were the best screen out there and it's a PC gaming, I still claim it's the CRTs, but you just can't get CRTs anymore. Um, yeah, I, you know what? Uh, you just like the the hugeness. No, it's like a different type of light. I don't know how to describe. It's like it's like a natural light bulb versus um, you know the new well, fluorescent light bulbs. My, you just, just you, you're just used to it. Well, I I don't have a CRT at home. I use a LCD screen on my desktop, but I use it's 120 hertz, specifically designed for high end gaming. Um, but they're expensive, <laughs> so. But I'm just saying, technically, a CRT is a really good screen. Now, what I use for my gaming consoles, I have a DLP with LED backlit, so it uses natural light for all of its coloring. Um, the only issue with the DLPs is you don't have the viewing angle like you do for plasmas and LCDs and it's a little fatter or I'm all about the viewing angle. You know what I'm saying? I'm don't understand that at all as <laughs> I'm all about the viewing angle. Yes, sure. So the only problem with mine is if you're looking right on it, it looks beautiful. But if you have like 30 people over, not all 30 people can play. So, but that doesn't really matter. Cause I don't have, have 30 people over. All right. Yeah. I don't think your place can fit 30 people. My new place can. Oh, okay. Well, we got because you have no furniture. Yeah, well, I have a one big, large beanbag. Remember? Could we fit thirty people in there? On the beanbag? Hell yeah! Yeah. Hell yeah! All right, I'll take that bet. <laughs> I'm gonna see how I'm gonna come over with several cases of beer, four case, and thirty people. We're gonna see how many people we can get in that beanbag. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, so uh, I think we went a little long this episode, but it is episode 10, so we had to go a little bit long. I'm going to save the rest of these questions for next week, but if you'd like to have your questions read on the air, feel free to write to us at... Thronecontrollers.com podcast. (laughs) You fucked that up. (laughs) Podcast at Thronecontrollers.com. Yes, Podcast at thronecontrollers.com. Or you can hit us up on the Twitters at Controller Talk. Yes. Or you, you can, can oh, you can go to the website, thronecontrollers.com and and check out uh, the latest news, reviews, or even maybe this is where you got this particular podcast. Also, if you play games and you'd like to play with case or bats, you can play with me on the PS3 at Mike Man or on the Xbox 360 at Mike Man seven one eight. You can play with Case at Seeker Shinobi would be my uh, gamer tag. I think it's the same on both the PS three and three sixty. It, it's uh, on PS three. It's Seeker underscore Shinobi. Ah, okay. It's the space. I looked it 360. up. He is so nice of you. And then, if you really want to, I am on Steam, uh, and it's Seeker at Freedminds.com. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, well, and I was going to say, if you want to make fun of me and not, I mean, wait, make fun of Bats, but not let Bats see it, you can email me at case at thronecontrollers.com. Also, you can send me images of Felicia Day. Also, uh, likewise, if you'd like to insult Case, you can send an email to bats at thronecontrollers.com, and I'll be sure to keep any messages between you, me, and the internet. <laughs> not, not Case. Excellent. Well, until then, this has been episode 10, and I'm Bats. And I'm Case. And we out. Peace. Eating babies.